And so my idea was I was going to start these with a joke or pun, and I was up all night getting the website up. I didn't even get to one. So we're just going to start the show. Welcome, yeah. Critter Friends, to Hoddle Flow. This is for plebs, by plebs. I'm Free Critter and humbled to be a pleb. I don't run ads except for the funny one that I will record for my ongoing bounties. So if you want to add some zaps to your bushel of sats, listen to the actual podcast, and I will be including that in there. Uh, in every show as well. And that's because I'm not trying to convince companies I want to give them a healthy data set, exposure, or even help with your social credit score. So it's just about value for value is why I'm doing this because I really want to provide value. And Frank's note in particular was the first thing that jumped out to me is I want to hear more about that story. And this idea of value for value, if you guys haven't heard of it, Adam Curry, who's uh, annoyed is kind of the pod father of the podcasting movement has really coined this value and now that we have things like Noster, the lightning network it's so much easier to actually do this so if you're new to value for value the way you can think about running this protocol it's pretty easy is there's basically three ways you can send value back around the first would just be interacting join the room maybe comment on notes follow frank comment on his notes as well and then second one, just be sharing it. So if you think something's cool, share it with some of your other friends, especially on Noster or other places. And then the last one is, of course, you can send zaps to people and to Frank for coming on, taking time to share his story a little bit today. But now that that's all good, all the cost of cleaning is done. Let's get to the good stuff now. So with me today here is Frank. And Frank, you and I connected on a note that you posted about I'm, I'm scanning it up on my phone so I can bring it up here about your journey with Bitcoin. And so I kind of wanted to start off with if you could just give some more detail and fill it up a little bit more about what was that journey like starting back in uh, 2013? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'd be glad to. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous because I'm not a native speaker. So uh, I'm sorry if my English isn't uh, good enough, but I will try my best. Um, so uh, basically, uh, my uh, journey with Bitcoin started in 2013 when I first dismissed Bitcoin uh, as uh, some uh, magical internet money, which will government uh, will ban it and and uh, the public will not use it. Uh, it was at that time Bitcoin hit hit it uh, 150 US dollars uh, on price. And I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. But for me, it was like uh, some, you know, uh, you know, if you are into gaming, some uh, Diablo or World of Warcraft uh, internet money, basically. Uh, they also had some value, actually, for uh, for a time being. But and I put put it Bitcoin uh, to the same level uh, at first. So I dismissed it as uh, uh, not nothing interesting. I didn't see. Uh, the the use case uh, at the time. So uh, the second encounter came in uh, la a year later, 2014. Uh, I was uh, on the crossroad. I, I had some money, and uh, I was deciding where to invest, uh, where to when to invest my money. So um, there was Bitcoin, uh, which one friend told me about, and. Uh, and the second one was uh, basically uh, it was a decentralized Google Drive or some sort of uh, uh, the you know they make the 
clear that the decentralization and some encryption services were present and it was the it was the main added value of that business but actually it was a ponzi scheme <laughs> so <laughs> so i lost the, yeah yeah uh, it was it was called kairos planet uh, yeah weird name it should be it should yeah, be obvious. <laughs> yeah. i could have uh, i could have um uh, I could be a millionaire right now. I could be. I could have like ten bitcoins right now, uh, if I didn't put money into this Ponzi scheme and uh, rather invest in Bitcoin and hold on till right now. So, yeah, <laughs> 2014 was a big mistake for me. Uh, do, but do you think about? Yeah. I'm curious, especially for people that heard about it so long ago, right? I mean, I didn't even hear about it that early on, Frank, and I'm curious. How do you reflect back on that, or, or do you? Yeah, uh, I try not to, <laughs> because uh, you, you know I could have uh, I could have ten bitcoins, but um, um, at that time I think the main problem uh, for Bitcoin was uh, no no real adoption and uh, miss of uh, any education on the topic, because uh, it was for me at least it was all underground. Uh, kind of sketchy. It was that time when uh, Mt. Gox uh, uh, went bankrupt, or, or uh, rather scammed. And uh, so I, I think uh, that there is no way this could survive. The government intervention, regulations, uh, that people will actually use it. And uh, there was, I had nobody in my uh, near um, vicinity that. Uh, uh, Nobody was using Bitcoin. Nobody uh, it, the, uh, didn't even know about Bitcoin, basically. So I, I was feeling uh, kind of lonely on this journey. But okay, it's, it sounds interesting, but there is nobody I know of uh, who is actually using Bitcoin at that time. Mm, so almost kind of the dismissive of if, if I don't see yeah. other people. And, and Frank, I'm not sure if something changed in where your location is or your earbuds, but you got kind of fuzzy. So I don't even know if maybe you just put one back in the case and then back in your sometimes the connection um, gets a little choppy or whatnot. But all of a sudden you kind of got fuzzy. Um, but okay. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit, Frank, if you want to try to just reset yeah. them real fast here. But I do think that's interesting of an easy way to dismiss Bitcoin. I know now even even in just the past month or so, I was talking to someone that I thought might be open to the idea of just being more sovereign about their money, more in, in deterministic of, of how their value is being stored. And when I kind of gave, you know, just the, the little explanation pitch of why I'm in Bitcoin and, and making it as my value store, their first question was, well, can you pay rent with it? I was like, well, that, you know, you're kind of missing the, the bigger picture, but at the same time, this is the kind of question that goes back to what you were thinking, Frank, right? In 2014, it was the same question of, well, you can't really do anything with it. So then you just dismiss the value as opposed to thinking about the bigger structures of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was missing uh, uh, education about uh, the money creation uh, or money uh, as, a, as a basic thing in our lives. So. I didn't see the use case. I didn't see that. Uh, uh, actually, I didn't know until like 2020 that there could be only 21 million bitcoins. I, you know, I was um, thinking. So you only bought it before it you knew about the scarcity. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, at that time, it was it was uh, maybe an investment for me, nothing else. And uh, I decided to go the other way. <laughs> As I said, it was uh, it was a Ponzi scheme. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that was. So he got wrecked, uh, and and then and then yeah. where do we go for, from there then? So we're we're still in 2014, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and from uh, from this point we can go a little bit forward to uh, 2018, I guess, uh, the uh, last big cycle, you know, uh, when uh, Bitcoin hit it like uh, 20k, I think. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, that was the time when I was actually trying to go back in time, and uh, I was thinking about that. I made a mistake. I should go to Bitcoin, not that not uh, that Ponzi. Uh, but uh, you know, you can change the past. So basically, 2018 was uh, uh, I, I felt uh, a bit pain, but it doesn't matter uh, at the time. So uh, I think the next is uh, 2020 with Corona dump. Uh, I was actually laughing at Bitcoiners at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that they were stupid, they didn't see it coming, and uh, they didn't uh, sell when they had the chance. So uh, I think the bottom was like 3k. I was like, okay, this is the die, dying bread. It mm-hmm. is going to die for sure <laughs> this time, and it didn't. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that I'm sure a lot of people were in that same boat, Frank. In that, I mean, I just remember how quickly it seemed the world changed in just a few weeks, and how yeah. eerily dystopian it feels like looking back on that. Where literally, you know, at least in the states, right? That was around the time of uh, the NCAA college basketball tournament, which is a really big deal here, especially in kind of office pools, betting, and stuff like that. I distinctly remember when. I think Harvard was the first school that that pulled out, and it, it was a week before the tournament. They said, "You know what? We're not going to do this." And then, uh, then three days later, the whole tournament is canceled. It's a billion-dollar yeah. event, right? And then all of a sudden, just you know, you see the waves of cancellations and everyone, you know, going into lockdown mode. And then we see how long now it's dragged out. It's it's just kind of mind blowing to look back on that three years after yeah, the sure. fact. And and you know, at the time. Thinking that that Bitcoin was going to die isn't the craziest thing to think, right? <laughs> In terms of everything yeah, that yeah. was happening. Exactly, and uh, basically you said it. Uh, they were canceling all, all the uh, concerts uh, and uh, sport tournaments and stuff. And basically, uh, the uh, moment it clicked for me that uh, something isn't right is when uh, they closed all people at homes they closed businesses they closed everything and then proceeded to print money instead to save the economy that was the moment when i said okay this isn't right it doesn't make any sense to do this okay let people live their lives and go to work go to uh, you know have some fun go to cinemas and stuff or Okay, close everything down. Let's get rid of this as soon as possible, and then we can start anew. But printing money to save the economy, because you closed everyone home, it isn't doesn't seem right. So that was the moment when I was like, okay, this is bad. 
are there any alternatives uh, how to avoid uh, how to avoid this uh, and I actually had some money because uh, you know when you can go to cinema have fun travel or something uh, now now I was sitting on uh, basically uh, some cash so I was like okay I'm trying uh, I'm going to try some investing and uh, what to invest in in that space and time when everybody is closing you don't know when uh, next business uh, is uh, going to collapse or go bankrupt so uh, I was like okay maybe maybe uh, if uh, Bitcoin at that time was like 36k I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe 50 something like that Tesla was accepting Bitcoin I was like okay maybe I was missing uh, something for the whole time for the past uh, eight years I've been missing something I get to know Bitcoin and uh, I did some googling uh, and oh, I Frank, found your, it. your earbuds are, are doing that again if you if you want to whatever you did last time that worked don't worry don't worry I'll talk about I'll talk a little bit while you while you get them changed but no I think you're hitting the nail on the head Frank in terms of like that's a big wake-up call at least for people that had eyes or awareness to see what was going on or what did go on like you said Frank how crazy is that that the government says you cannot work let us print these billions of dollars and at least here in the states a lot of people still don't understand that when the financial crisis of 08 happened and the government printed you know almost 800 billion dollars that that is just a drop in the bucket to what they printed in the last few years and somehow it's not just you know the headline everywhere and so so frank to your point like you know us plebs hmm, this doesn't connect you're telling me i can't work and that i should just depend more on you for the money and that you control the money and and kind of going back to now today like with the restrict act where i think odell said it where i first started him they're not even trying to pretend anymore uh, of you know they're the good guys they're literally telling you what they're doing and, and for you know us plebs sitting at home being like well why can't i go work let's rely on the government yeah that's that's a big light bulb for a lot of people i think yeah it was definitely a big oh, one for me not, it's, it's still not no. there frank <laughs> no worries i'm serious of the button try to do it yeah. on the microphone yeah no worries no worries it's, we're all we're all learning here and, and even like yeah. you know is it better around? go ahead frank yeah is it better no it's still pretty fuzzy it's weird it's, it's very clear sometimes and I i'm not maybe their wi-fi is that could be it too frank here let's try this frank why don't you just leave the room and come back in and i'll bring you up on stage and let's just see if that connection works not yeah, just chat sure. a little bit that's while good. you do that that's no good. problem because okay. that's the fun part about doing this is we're all experimenting live we're all learning out loud and you know derek ross who's uh building out master plebs and and having rooms like this so that we can do stuff like that we're all just trying to figure it out and so not a problem technical difficulties happen and we're all doing it live guys so you get to see the fun of making a podcast in a value for value model yeah so is it better, oh, better now? Frank? yes oh, yeah. better. it's so weird how it's just it's in and out so yeah go ahead okay maybe let's do it again if uh, any problems come up. yeah so yeah, it, w- it was a huge light bulb moment for me and I found, finally understood that in my ignorance I had to miss something important in Bitcoin. So 
I started uh, to study it. And uh, uh, good thing uh, from the difference between uh, 2021 and uh, 2014 was basically uh, that uh, you have a uh, material to study. There was a lot of a lot of Bitcoin podcast uh, and uh, YouTubers, uh, some influencers. Uh, most of them were shitcoins, right? But, uh, <laughs> but some of them uh, uh, were still uh, Bitcoin maxis. So basically, in Czech Republic, we have uh, this YouTuber who is actually doing a great job up to this date, uh, and his videos were easy enough uh, to understand. Um, yet he was able to ask the important questions about the money and money creation and actually showing the simple beauty of Bitcoin at the same time. That, that was great for me. And uh, actually uh, in Czech Republic, when I uh, orange pill someone, I am sending them uh, uh, to this YouTube channel. Mm. But I, he's doing content in Czech only, so uh, I, I don't think uh, it's necessary to, uh, to give a link to his YouTube channel. But uh, I'll do maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll, we'll put in the show notes. I want to put all the resources out there, friend. Because look, I look at it as it helped you, right? Even though I'm in America, English native speaker, Bitcoin is for everyone, right? And I think that's yes. that's actually one of the cooler rabbit holes of late that I've gone down is I've been going back and forth with a couple people that are living in China, and to be able to understand like what their perspective is a little bit especially trying to get around the great firewall and things like that and what mm -hmm. their perception of america is and similarly me being in america not being on the ground in china and thinking i have certain perceptions it's just been really interesting to even just share a note back and forth so so to your point frank like if it helped you i want to i want to keep broadcasting that let's help other people you don't know right maybe there's someone that's literally in a similar situation to you frank that english isn't their first language czech is their first and they're they're looking about this bitcoin so yeah dm me the resource okay. and i'll put in the show notes for sure yeah sure we'll do it okay but then so let's let's keep going with the timeline so then uh fomo set in when we hit 58k and and that pump was going on talk talk to me about how you're feeling especially knowing that you saw it when it was 150 at one point yeah, uh, I uh, it didn't matter at the time. I was trying uh, to. Uh, I realized that everyone uh, has the price he deserves. Uh, you know, you know that same saying. <laughs> so basically, that's my mantra up to this day. I'm not looking back anymore, and uh, I was. Uh, I am trying to look forward and uh, stack many sets, uh, as many sets as, as I can. Mm. And then now I saw in the, the last uh, date you put on the post of. March 2022, um, a year or 2022, excuse me, a year yep. later from the FOMO, now you're writing articles and getting paid in Bitcoin. Tell me how you made that jump. Yeah, it was uh, really funny. Uh, I was like uh, sitting in my chair one, one day and I was uh, asking myself a question if there is any way to stuck harder uh, than I am able with my salary, you know. So I was uh, trying to find any possible means and ways to uh, stack uh, more sets and uh, I'm not good in uh, I'm not an engineer or a programmer or something I work in sales uh, basically my whole life so I was like okay I'm good at selling insurance and stuff but I'm uh, Bitcoin doesn't need any salesmen, <laughs> you know. Uh, maybe 
I could uh, get some affiliate program with Binance or, or something like that and, and uh, just shilling people to go buy KYC coins to Binance, but uh, doesn't it doesn't seem right. So uh, I was looking, okay, uh, I did some writing uh, in my uh, younger days. I was uh, doing some game reviews and, uh, and stuff like that. And I actually got paid uh, at one time for my writing. So uh, <laughs> it actually can be that bad if, if something, uh, if someone is paying uh, you uh, the real cash uh, for your writing. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I can uh, do some writing for Bitcoin, uh, some some Bitcoin blog or something like that. But um, uh, it doesn't felt right at the time, uh, you know, building a, uh, some uh, baseline for uh, finding uh, finding people who would be interested in it. So, but some at some point I, I don't realize the, the exact date, but it was like that uh, February or March 2021, uh, 22, sorry, that uh, one check exchange, uh, simple coin, uh, which oh, is Frank the oldest. Is back. Frank is back. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. That's I, right. I I'm chat. You, you do your thing. But no, it's interesting that Frank, too, you're, you're from a uh, sales and marketing background. I myself is an entrepreneur and have done some uh, built some businesses over the years and it's it's fascinating to me the more I think about how I used to think about business especially in what I would now consider more fiat terms right and now really diving in and learning as much as I can about Bitcoin and now Noster it seems like it's almost easier for me to understand how to maneuver with Bitcoin and Noster because it's like the Seinfeld episode I'm not sure if you're familiar where George Costanza does the opposite of his instincts. And so I've found that if I just do the opposite of what I used to do in fiat sales, in fiat marketing, it seems to kind of just click and, and be smooth with that. And it's just still funny to me in thinking about uh, trying to start a podcast, being able to produce some content that truly is just trying to be value and breadcrumbs for other plebs that are coming no matter where you are in your journey. So that's interesting too, that you come from a similar background as me and have you had different thoughts or similar thoughts of that as well, comparing fiat and Bitcoin when you think about sales and marketing specifically? Yeah, I, uh, I feel it the same way. Uh, basically, Bitcoin has changed me in a lot of ways. And one of them is I'm always looking, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, uh, two things. I, I'd like to uh, make some money just for the sake of stacking new sets. So basically, I, I'm no longer the lazy, fat person I've been. Well, I'm still fat, you know, but <laughs> uh, but I'm trying to do my best in work, in, in marriage, in uh, to be a good father and uh, to find new ways uh, of making money. <laughs> so basically, uh, uh, in the middle of Corona, I started to buy some uh, camel uh, uh, camel leather bags from Israel or rather Palestine, and I, I shipped them to Czech Republic and sold them. And basically, all uh, that income I turned, uh, I uh, I decided to turn into Bitcoin. Frank, that's so, amazing! You're out there hustling, yeah. trying to figure out ways to stack more sets. Tell me more about this yeah. idea. This is awesome. Yeah. 
but uh, it's all gone now uh, because uh, it, it didn't make any sense. I, I think uh, uh, the, actually the time I was uh, spending with, you know, negotiating with the people from Arabic world, mm. uh, it's it's not it's not easy. They are trying to rob you, scam you, uh, and stuff. So basically, I'm done with it. But yeah, it it shows the way. Uh, I wasn't able to think uh, before Bitcoin. Talk more about that. What do you mean by that? What changed in your mind? And especially reflecting back on the Frank you see when you think about 2013-14 Frank. Yeah. Uh, well, basically, maybe I was lying uh, when I said I was. I I am not thinking about 150 dollars uh, for Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically, I'm trying to do my best uh, with the price we have right now. So actually, when Bitcoin came from 64k to 30k, I was I was happy. I was stacking sets uh, like a madman. And uh, when it rose up to 69k, I was okay. Uh, that's not good for me. I, I I'm not done stacking. So <laughs> uh, let's go down a bit. Uh, I, but I didn't know it will go down to 50 uh, 15k. <laughs> but uh, right now I'm actually happy. It was my first bear market, and I I was smiling at people, uh, and when they uh, and when they laughed at me that I made uh, you know uh, worst investment ever, I was like no 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 this is the best time for Bitcoin for me at, at least, uh, and I was uh, still stucking, still finding ways to to buy more. How when you when you talk about finding ways to stack more. Practically, how did you change your life, your habits, spending? Like, what did that actually look like? If someone on the outside, whatever you <laughs> yeah. want to disclose, there. Yeah, sure, no problem. Uh, basically, I'm not, uh, I'm not a fiat person anymore. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not uh, spending much on clothing, on uh, on uh, going uh, going to have some fun. Maybe sometimes we go to restaurant or. Or, or one in a year we go to cinema but we are trying to uh, stay in nature uh, you know there is so much so many things you can do for free and it will actually be better than going to cinema and so basically all money i can spare uh, they are ending up in bitcoin mm -hmm. that's that's uh, the huge thing i was uh, i'm not i'm not sure right now what what is the right world but i was spending money on all different shits you can imagine I was frivolous, buying, is, uh, frivolous is how you could put it yeah I was I was spending a lot of uh, a lot of on uh, on uh, uh, on food in, in restaurants uh, going to cinema to to theaters uh, I know uh, buying a new car and stuff and now I'm driving 10 years old car and uh, I'm happy because it means I have more cash to put into Bitcoin, into Bitcoin. That's awesome. And Frank, would you say that it's a fair assessment that by not going to the cinemas as much or doing, you know, the fancy theaters and stuff that when you do do them, you almost enjoy them more? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the last time I was in cinema was to, uh, for Top Gun, you know, in like one and a half years. A year, year ago, I think something like that. So yeah, I'm definitely uh, enjoying it more. Yeah, that's awesome, Frank. You want to do the headphones again? I think they're coming back. But... Yeah, <laughs> no worries. 
But yeah, I, I find that too is the same thing, Frank. Is that it's not that I'm finding I'm I'm you know hermiting up in a cave and never going out and doing anything. But at the same time, you just take stock or you think a little bit more of, okay, do I really need to go out to eat tonight, or you know, can I do something at home, or do I really need to buy that new gadget or new whatever to replace whatever, right? And you, it's it's amazing how. Just a little shift of—it's almost like a little space that you're able to think about those decisions a little bit more, and knowing that Bitcoin's not changing, right? Like I keep trying to drive into my head what Jeff Booth talks about so much, and that Bitcoin's price isn't rising; everything else is falling relative、yeah. to it. And when you think about that, how much more does that change how much you're going to be willing to part with, right? Yeah, definitely. I I'm still trying to find、uh, a way to afford a new PlayStation Five, you know. But、uh, <laughs> when I put sets on the on the other、uh, other hand,、uh, I'm definitely going to buy more sets because、uh, in a few years, probably, let's hope, I would be able to buy like 100 PlayStations and I would be still okay. So,、uh, yeah, Bitcoin is changing your perception, I, and I think、uh, maybe not Bitcoin. Uh, but when you realize that fiat money isn't、uh, is doing this thing,、mm. uh, that you are you are getting rid of the cash because it you know it will have no value in like ten years. So,、mm-hmm. uh, but Bitcoin is going the opposite way. So that's that's all the difference, I think. Yeah, and, and I think that's especially important to drill into the head as we maybe might I don't know are、uh, in the start of another bull run, you know and. Who knows? I'm already trying to mentally prepare myself for what what would really change if Bitcoin is now a hundred k in USD, two hundred, yeah, three hundred, right? Like, what really changes in my behaviors? And I'm almost trying to like inoculate myself and and go through that situation now, so that when the hype is full bore, right? Like, you think Noster's fun now? I can't even imagine how crazy it's going to get. If Bitcoin is pumping at a hundred k, you know, in terms of just how、yeah. many people maybe onboarding, and so I think it's important to kind of go through that mental exercise now and thinking of, okay, so it is a hundred k. What am, am I selling any? No, not right now. I'm, I'm trying to stack like you as much as possible, right? And maybe、yeah. some other OGs that have been through a couple bull runs, maybe they are going to do a, a purchase for a piece of property or something that is truly going to be. Something that enriches their their lives and their families' lives, right? And I think it's important to be able to balance that. It's partly why I kind of came up with the name of the show I did, Hodl Flow. Is on the one hand, it's Hodl first, right? That's the mentality、yeah. you want. You want to stack that. You want to Hodl. But on the other hand, there are times you you need to to let it go a little bit in terms of this is going to be a great thing to purchase for my family or for the longevity of my life or something like that. And then even just like how we've been going in this interview today, you know, every now and then the headphones are cracking up. We just go with the flow, right?、And、so I think that the and mentality I'm trying to implant on myself of the hodl and flow. And I'm curious, Frank, with when I say hodl, what thoughts or actions come to your mind, and what have you done, maybe? Yeah,、um, well,、uh, I didn't sell any sets.、Uh, actually, I I was like using the Lightning Network,、uh, so basically. Uh, for coffee or or burger on uh, some uh, Bitcoin events, 
but uh, every time I buy buy uh, all I spend, I buy back. So my stack is only growing right now. Mm. And yes, uh, I think it's okay to sell Bitcoin if you need to, uh, or if it uh, if it can, you know, improve your life at some point. If you can afford to buy a house for your family with with Bitcoin, okay, let's do it. That's a good thing. But buying buying investments, uh, properties for uh, you know, uh, real estate for investments is a bad thing. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of a Bitcoin, uh, you know, rather be stacking sets than uh, trying to invest into real estate. But if you need to buy a house for yourself or your family, let's do it. That's uh, that's a good thing. So, yeah, I think uh, there is no problem uh, be- being a hodler and still be able to spend sets, uh, sets and uh, and using Bitcoin, actually. No. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I'm so excited about Noster and why I tried to build you know, it really clicked when I saw the Noster Nest for the first time of this is how I could record a podcast. I've done a number of podcasts in the past before, nothing about this, all kind of normy stuff. But my thought with that prank is I hadn't heard a lot of conversations like you and I, us plebs are having right now, right? Of like what I felt was like, you know, real decisions that are going around in your head and like, how do you shape things? And yes, you'd see the memes going around, you know, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin and and all of that stuff. But I felt that there were just little hints in podcasts I would listen to as much as I have about Bitcoin. But it wasn't until I got on Noster and started seeing posts and started going into nests and hearing conversations that I started to piece this together. Oh, okay. For goods and services that are really going to have an exponential value on my life, that's something to consider. And like Saifedean talks about a lowering your time preference, you can always think about it in a way of, okay, what I... Am I going to get enough value now for, let's say, I'm going to go get use Bitcoin now for a house or, or let's say Bitcoin gets to 100K, right? Let's just say it's 100K in the next year or so. And then I'm going to use some of that to buy a house. Or would I rather wait another four or eight years for a few more cycles? And who knows, maybe that Bitcoin now is a million and thinking about how much exponentially that gives me in terms of the ability to, to get value back. But then I'm trading off time. And so you're always in this thing of of deciding, okay, is it really worth it, right? Do I really want to spend those sets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think uh, uh, for the OGs you mentioned, uh, you mentioned that earlier, uh, they are okay when they bought the Bitcoin like two hundred two hundred dollars per per coin. It's okay uh, for them to sell it uh, for thirty k right now, you know. And um, basically for us. Uh, which, uh, at, or uh, for me, I was uh, my uh, average price is like 23k right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not okay right now to sell Bitcoin to buy a house. But yes, as, as you said, in 10 years, probably. Yeah, the headphones are going on a little bit, Frank, but I think we're getting yeah. to being able to wrap up a, a little bit here. This has been a great conversation. I truly appreciate you just jumping on the fact. I saw too that you started. Uh, a Substack or something recently, writing some articles. Yeah, yeah. And then I, tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I would like, I would like to uh, actually. Uh, yes, uh, it's uh, another part of my journey because you know, uh, as I said, I am writing articles uh, for Czech uh, exchange. It's the oldest exchange uh, in Czech Republic, like ten years uh, on the market. Uh, but uh, I, I think uh, Czech. Bond or pool is a uh, small. Uh, we are actually 
pretty strong in uh, Bitcoin adoption. Uh, there are a lot of uh, startups like uh, Trezor, which is uh, building the oldest uh, hardware wallet for Bitcoin uh, and uh, other startups, uh, Bitcoin uh, ATMs and stuff. And there are a lot of a lot of good people in uh, Bitcoin space. Uh, but I think uh, they are on uh, on the side of engineers, programmers and stuff, you know. So, uh, but uh, the the average average Joe user, uh, there are not many uh, so far. So writing for the for the oldest exchange is fun. It it uh, it's uh, doing a great job. I think uh, we have uh, I have like thirty thousand uh, views on my uh, articles. That's but, awesome, uh, right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but I think uh, the next leak is uh, actually waiting for me. I was uh, trying to uh, improve my English, actually. So I'm, I started to write uh, my articles in English mm. uh, with a little help of ChatGPT. And, uh, uh, and uh, I think uh, it's not that bad uh, as my, <laughs> as my uh, talking here. And uh, I'm trying to, you know, uh, put Bitcoin in simple words and simple uh, simple thoughts and uh, I hope uh, the people will like it actually <laughs> Frank I, we need more like you like that putting it into simple words for especially the noobs right the the, the, the yeah. normies in the, in the that will hopefully soon become plebs right they need to be yeah. able to understand it on their level and you know I think about today I was listening to Bitcoin Review podcast with NBK, and they were going way into Fediments. And even the developers like, I don't know if we want to get this deep. And NBK is like, no, 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 go deeper. And on the one hand, I love having conversations like that where half fit is over my head, and I'm just trying to grasp on anything I can, right? But then I think yeah. it's just important on the other end for people like yourself, especially your history, right? To be able to have said, I saw Bitcoin at 150. And I said, ah, I don't think it's going to work, right? Like, think about the proof of work that actually gives you in terms of then going to people that haven't heard of Bitcoin or are still not thinking that, you know, oh, it's just magic internet money, right? It's nothing real. It's, it's like you said, it's just a video game money, right? For you yeah. to be able to relate to them, that's your superpower there. So that's awesome that you're leaning into it and even expanding your capabilities of like learning to write in a second language. I'm not even, I'm not even thinking about that, Frank. So like you're already doing amazing things. This is awesome. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to improve myself a little bit. And mm -hmm. if uh, doing a better English uh, writing is the thing, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm in. That's awesome. And, so uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Frank. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I was like <laughs> applauding to ChatGPT, which is actually uh, doing a great job as well. Uh, I'm using uh, the free version uh, just uh, to make sure there are no grave uh, mistakes in my texts and stuff. But the the main message is only mine, and I think uh, uh, it's not it's not that bad. I need to be simple because my English is simple. Uh, I'm not just a native speaker, so I I need to keep it simple as much as I can. And yeah, you said it right. Um, that simplicity may resonate with uh, many people. Mm, no, that's awesome. Frank, I think that's a great place to lead this conversation. So again, we're doing a lot of this live, guys. So Frank, if you can DM me uh, over Noster, all the links that I should put in the show notes. So even that check uh, YouTube, 
uh, your stub stack, I'll obviously put in your NPUB and your lightning address. I can just copy that. And then I'll post this as a note. And for everyone to know, when you guys zap that, half of the stats I'm gonna send over to Frank. So make sure you load it up. And then I just set up the fountain um, app. So anybody that's gonna stream sats to this episode as well, I'll make sure half goes to Frank as well. Still in the complete middle of setting all this up, but Frank jumped on it. If I could go back, Frank, I'm gonna, if you don't mind me sharing, Frank, can I share your reaction, yeah, um, your sure. first reaction to me when I reached out via DM? So I saw that note from Frank and I said, you know, I, I want to have you on. And he says, hey, I, I'm open. I'm not English native, but I'm going to jump on this chance. And I just loved the the energy, Frank, that you had of like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. And you're and you're doing that now with your writing and with the Substack and and helping bring it down into simple terms for people that have yet, not yet understood the power of Bitcoin. So Frank, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being a great pleb and doing great work out there. And uh, send me those links. And at this time now, we're going to stop the recording. And anybody that's in the nest, if you want to raise your hand, we'll bring you up on stage and just have an open discussion. But uh, this is the end of the recording, guys. And I'm going to end with the uh, one catch line, if I can hopefully remember on it. Until next time, critters, roam free. Uh, nice. Thank you very much for having me and have a nice day. Earn sats, get zapped. That's right. I, Free Critter, have posted bounties where you can get paid sats, increase your stack by actually trying to do things to me. Here's the first one, reveal my identity. So I have purposely have a pseudonymous name and the whole idea behind HODL flow is I want to help other plebs just like myself. I'm a pleb, I'm learning out loud, hashtag LOL, just like you are. And so this first bounty that I've posted is 100,000 sats. If you can DM me my legal name and an email address I actively use. Even better though, I will increase the bounty offer by 150,000 sats. So now we're up to 250,000 sats if you can then show me how to sweep up my steps and cover my tracks more effectively. And why I have that so much more is at the end of the day, I wanna share with other plebs the best privacy practices that they can follow. So 250,000 sats total, if you can DM me my legal name and an email address I use, and then how you get up to the 250 level is show me steps that I can sweep my tracks to then share that to other plebs that they can do the same. That's bounty number one. Bounty number two is, and you can find all these at nosterbounties.com. I will link in the show notes and on the website for that. Bounty number two, identify security threat. So the initial offer is 250,000 sats. If you can DM me a security or vulnerable vector of attack that is specific to me. So it has to be active, ongoing right now, a security threat or vulnerable vector of attack that could be any number of things. And similar to bounty number one, I will then increase the bounty offer by 500,000 sats. So now we're up to a total of 750,000 sats if the bounty hunter can show me how to remedy my security vulnerabilities to effectively eliminate or at least drastically reduce my compromised position. The whole point of this, again, hashtag LOL. I wanna learn out loud and share that with other plebs out there so they can incorporate better privacy practices 
as well. I'll update you if we have any progress on these bounties, but these are standing ongoing bounties. Check them out more at nosterbounties.com. And also you can post your own as well.